0: Catholic Doctrine Bible Study. This is session 212. I'm your host, Jim Hawk. And in this session, we'll continue on in our study of Psalms. So in this session, we're also going going to look at the Psalms Jesus quoted and how he applied them during his life. Many things that Jesus said can be traced uh, to Psalms. So let's take a look at a few of the Psalms that Jesus quoted. First one I'd like you to take a look at. Uh, hopefully you have your Bible open and a crayon so that you can underline such things, unless you're driving, of course. Uh, to uh, Turn to Psalm 8. And uh, I'd like you to underline with your crayon uh, Psalm 8, verse 3. Now, a little, little disclaimer here. The NAB frequently counts the little introduction as verse one and the revised standard version Catholic edition does not. So if you look up a verse and it doesn't sound at all like what I'm reading to you, subtract one verse if you, uh, you know, if you happen to be reading it in the revised standard version. Uh, but not all Psalms have descriptions in their titles, so you may not have to for each, each, uh, lesson. So, Uh, With that in mind, Psalm 8, verse 3, where Jesus says, Out of the mouths of babes and infants, you have drawn a defense against your um, uh, against your your foes. So, Jesus quoted this to the chief priests and scribes as they, the learned, were questioning his authority. Um, Yet, the common, needy, Unsophisticated people and the children were proclaiming Hosanna to the son of David. So next to Psalm 8 verse 3, I want you to write Matthew chapter 21 verse 16. So Jesus is talking to the chief priests and Pharisees and he quotes this verse. So as you reflect on 8 verse 3 and also on Matthew 21 verse 16, We realize that we have to come to the Lord with humility and trust like little children, not as if we already have all the answers. We have to be coachable, right? And so next one, and I'm going to go kind of fast on this. Let's look at the 22nd Psalm. Now, this really blew my mind the first time I saw this. The uh, the, The 22nd Psalm. So, uh, in your margins, right where the right where Psalm 22 begins, I want you to write Matthew 27 verse 46. Write that in your margins next to Psalm 22. Now, when we read it in the gospel, if you if you didn't have access to the Psalms, you would kind of wonder about this, your faith in Jesus, right? Because Psalm 22. Begins with, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Or why have you forsaken me? Depending on your translation, right? And so that's why I wanted you to write Matthew chapter 27, verse 46. Jesus quoted this verse from the cross. Everyone near enough to hear would would have recognized Jesus, quote, to have been, the second from the 22nd psalm, verse 2. Now, if you were hanging on a cross in agony, would you have been quoting scripture that was prophetic of your own pain? So, this verse doesn't sound like preaching to us if you only read it in Matthew, but it was to those that were there that knew the 22nd psalm. Jesus was preaching to the end. And he was meditating on scripture while he was in the ultimate distress. Actually, much of Psalm 22 is prophetic. Let's look at uh, some more verses from that same Psalm 22. Scorned by, uh, verse seven, scorned by everyone, despised by the people. Verse eight, all who see me mock me. Uh, Verse nine, People are saying to the Lord, "You relied on the on God. Let Him deliver you. If He loves you, let Him rescue you." Okay, um, and uh, so forth. So you know, his uh, verse 16, his tongue sticks to his palate because he thirsted. Remember, Jesus said in the Gospel, "I thirst." Um, they, uh, verse 19. They cast, they divide my garments among them. For my clothing they cast lots. And of course, that is in Matthew's Gospel in, in chapter 27, right? So when I first read the Gospel account and Jesus saying, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? I thought, well, that doesn't sound very godlike. Uh, it, it doesn't sound very divine. It sounds like he's given up. It sounds like he's in despair, but no, he was quoting scripture. He was quoting a psalm and you'll recall. Well, let's take a look at the end of Psalm 22. How does it end? It has a happy ending despite all of, all of this stuff that's happening that, uh, that the writer of Psalm 22. And by the way, that's a psalm that was originally attributed to David. Let's look at 28, uh, excuse me, Psalm 23 verse 28 and on. And has a happy ending. All of the ends of the earth will worship and turn to the Lord. All the families of nations will bow low before you, for kingship belongs to the Lord, the ruler of the nations. Um, let's see. The, the generation to come will be told of the Lord that they may proclaim to a people yet unborn the deliverance you have brought. So, When Jesus was up on the cross saying, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He was not despairing. He was praying Psalm 22. Okay, so hopefully that puts the Psalm and, more importantly, what Jesus said in Matthew 27 puts it in context there, gives you a whole different light. Jesus was not defeated at all by being on the cross. though it might have seemed so if you only read the Gospel account and did not recognize that Jesus was quoting Psalm 22. Okay, now what about Psalm 31? Turn to Psalm 31. And uh, that's another of Jesus' sayings on the cross. Psalm 31, it's a prayer in distress and thanksgiving for escape. I want you to take your crayon, and Psalm 31, underline, Into your hands I commend my spirit. Into your hands I commend my spirit. Verse 6 of Psalm 31. Where did, uh, where did Jesus come up with that? Did he just make that up? Did it seem like a good thing to say at the time? No. He got it from Psalm 31. It's in Luke chapter 23, verses 44 through 46. So, when, and so I want you to, uh, in the margins next to Psalm 31, verse 6, write Luke 23, verse 44 through 46. Okay. And then similarly, go to cross reference it. Go to Luke 23, 44, 46. And in those margins, write Psalm 31, 6. So, again, when he says, into your hands I commend my spirit, he was reciting scripture. He was reciting the psalm. And um, so you can read the rest of that psalm yourself, but it's anything but giving up because it ends with, uh, you know, it it ends in a a positive note. It says, uh, the end of, of Psalm 31, Love the Lord, all you faithful. The Lord protects the loyal, but repays the arrogant in full. Be strong and take heart, all you who hope in the Lord. So a lot of Psalms, as you read through them on your own and try to relate to them personally, they may start out with, a oh God, everything just seems awful. But they end in a hopeful manner, recognizing that the Lord is our deliverer. Okay. Now let's look at 35, Psalm thirty-five, verse nine. Uh, it says, "Let's see, did I say that right? Excuse me, Psalm thirty-five, verse nineteen. Now, verse nineteen, um, you won't recognize this in the uh, if you have an NAB, which unfortunately probably most of you do." In the NAB, it says, My undeserved enemies wink knowingly. But a better translation, as I have probably said 50 times in the, in the first uh, 211 sessions of what we're doing here, is the Revised Standard Version, Catholic Edition. Um, and uh, so what what does it say in the in John chapter 15 verses 18 through 25 uh, in essence it says they hate me without cause and so Jesus was explaining in, in the John chapter 15 and that's what i want you to write in your uh, you know underline psalm 35 verse 19 and then in the margins write John 15 Verses 18 through 25. In the gospel account, Jesus was explaining to the disciples at the Last Supper that he was hated because he was not of this world, and that they also would be hated for not following the ways of the world. And by the way, you will too. He's saying, see guys, all this Old Testament stuff has to be fulfilled. So where is this word that is written that must be fulfilled? It's in, as you might guess, Psalm 35 verse 19, which I just had you uh, underline, okay? But again, the NAB, NAB doesn't really convey the quote in John to the degree that the NA that the uh revised standard version Catholic edition would. Okay. Now, I want you to turn to Psalm 110. And so a little bit of flipping going on here. Not flipping in doctrine, but flipping of of pages. Psalm 110. Okay, a little background. By the way, next to that, I want you to write. um, I want you to write Matthew chapter 22, verses 41 through 45. So, in that Matthew uh, set uh, number of verses there, in Matthew 22, verse 41 through 45, which you'll write in your margins next to Psalm 110, Jesus uh, is uh, telling the Pharisees that God, the Lord, said to my Lord, Jesus, sit at my right hand. So, he's, he's saying, I mean, this is like a, a fulfillment of prophecies. The Pharisees thought that the Messiah would be a son or descendant of David, which Jesus certainly was, but he was much more. He was greater than David. Otherwise, David wouldn't have called the future Messiah my Lord uh, in Psalm 110, right? So once again, Jesus uses an Old Testament psalm to teach a New Testament reality of who he is. Um, Let's see. Let's look further at Psalm 110. He says, uh, verse four, the Lord has sworn and will not waver like Melchizedek. Remember Melchizedek when we talked about Genesis during the Abraham uh, part of, of Genesis, like Melchizedek, you are a priest forever. Now, Note that Psalm 110 is a Psalm that's attributed to to David. Okay. And it says, you are a priest forever. So here's the question. Was David ever a priest? No, David in your, in your Bible there. Okay. Next, uh, turn to Psalm 118. 118 verses 19 through 29. Uh, ever hear verse 26 before? It says, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Uh, next to that, I want you to underline uh, verse 26 and then write in your margins, Matthew chapter 21, verse 9. Where else have you heard that? Well, if you're Catholic, you hear it uh, in the mass, right? Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. How about this one? Let's, uh, still in the same Psalm, Psalm 119. I skipped a little bit. Have you ever heard this one? Uh, verse 22. The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. Um, and next to that in your margins, write Matthew chapter 21, verse 42. Um, even though Psalm one. Eighteen was written hundreds of years before. Uh, it is that's attributed to, to the ultimate Messiah, Jesus. The stone that the builders rejected has become the uh, the corner the cornerstone. Um, so, well, uh, these are some psalms that Jesus referred to during his lifetime. Then after the resurrection, um, we, we have some others that uh, uh, after the resurrection, when Jesus appeared to the disciples, um, we've got, we've got a, a, a psalm for that too, don't we? Uh, in Luke chapter 24, verses 44 through and 45, Luke tells us that he explained the scriptures to them that everything written about me in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms must be fulfilled. So I lied to you. Uh, that is, I don't have a direct corollary for a psalm there. But just so you know, every you know, Jesus uh, did. Uh, Jesus explained in Luke twenty-four, verse forty-four and forty-five, everything written about me in the law of Moses. That's the uh, first five books of the Bible. And in the prophets and in the Psalms must be fulfilled. So Jesus, in Luke 24, verse 44 and 45, had a little Old Testament Bible study that enlightened them enough to begin to spread the tradition orally and then later through the written text that became our New Testaments. So those two verses in Luke tell us a lot because the apostles didn't have a great understanding of who Jesus really was until after his death and resurrection when he pointed out again the Old Testament prophecies that he had fulfilled. Uh, next time, we're going to look at some other New Testament passages where other New Testament writers assert that Jesus is the fulfillment of many psalms that talk about the coming Messiah, but we're about out of time now, so let's close in prayer. In The name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you for the continuity of the Old Testament and the New Testament. We thank you that Jesus gives even further validity to the uh, even further validity to the. Um, uh, to the New Testament by quoting from the uh, from the Psalms there. So we thank you so much for for that continuity. And as we pray through the Psalms ourselves, we pray that uh, we will be united. And I ask this in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.